Hey everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of the Caregiving and Entrepreneurship Reimagined podcast. And y'all, today I am buzzing and I am so excited because I have an amazing guest, Allison Reeves. Allison, I originally met in uh, the mastermind I'm being trained in um, by Faith Moret. So shout out to our girl Faith. Um, but Allison also is an, an amazing um, mindset and business coach in of herself. Her work's amazing. And I really was interested in having Allison come on today, guys, because she has a lot of um, tips and hacks and training to help you with um, uh, resetting your nervous system. And as caregivers, as entrepreneurs, guys, we deal with so much stress, whether it's stress we put on ourselves or just extenuating circumstances with the trauma around being a caregiver um, in of itself with dealing with unexpected, you know, the unexpected decline of our loved one, or even when they get to the stage where they're on hospice or home health. So there's a lot of stress and not to say that counseling or medication can't help or support groups can't help. But I think what's important is that sometimes in our day-to-day -day lives, we need other tools, other assets to help us just be able to cope with the daily you know, stresses and uh, tasks that are before us as caregivers and entrepreneurs. So anyway, Allison, I am so excited that you are on today. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. So obviously I know quite a bit about you um, since we previously, previously met um, before, but our audience, my audience may not be acquainted with your work and who you are. Can you, so can you share a little bit about um, your work and what you do in more detail? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so I've been blogging since 2011. That's kind of how I unintentionally got into entrepreneurship. I started a blog to sell paintings and to write about my music and wow, have things changed. Uh, and then in that kind of led me into a marketing career, which was, I didn't know what I was going to do before that. Then in 2017, I started coaching and I was working for real estate investors at the time. And I noticed it was really interesting to me that they are all building their wealth initially with real estate, but then they're getting to, you know, like multiple seven to eight figures by selling education. And that's when I decided I bought a couple of courses in 2017 and they were hot garbage. And I decided I needed to start <laughs> creating my own education because of how much I knew and how much I enjoyed teaching about. And I was already teaching people in my career. So that's kind of, you know, how I started my entrepreneur journey. And then when I started working with clients, I noticed that a lot of times the strategy wasn't the main issue. They were hitting like invisible walls. And so that's when I got into mindset initially, like mindset work and started learning more about that. And then I was hitting my own walls as far as mindset and success. And I mean, really, I don't think you could share a strategy with me that I have not heard of or have not tried. Like strategy is not my problem. Mindset was doing better, but I learned about my nervous system and somatic work in just like 2021. I, I had no idea that that was the kind of like invisible source of a lot of my mindset problems. And so I ended up getting a year long certification in what's called somatic coaching to kind of help me understand the nervous system and how to support clients and like getting out of um, stress cycles. Right. And with me, I have a, a former healthcare background as a certified nursing assistant for 15 years. And so stress and just like with anything, when we go through trauma, when we go through unexpected stress or trauma, it does put a lot on your body physically. And where does it manifest? It, our brains freak out and then our nervous system goes into shock. And so we just can't function. That's why we can't think clearly. That's why 
we aren't being able to focus and concentrate on tasks, be it for our loved ones or around our home or in our business. And it's why we just feel like we're just constantly in the state of fight or flight or panic. And so I love, I love that um, you've used your, you're using your own experience to help others with that. So let's dive into this a little bit. So what are kind of some basics for maybe people who don't have a prior experience with dealing with this kind of stuff or even being medically trained like I was as a medical professional for 15 years? Let's talk about the nervous system. So what really realistically actually happens when someone deals with stress and how does that impact their nervous system? Yeah. So one thing that's really important to talk about here is that we all have trauma and people get a little afraid of that word, but I like to talk about there's like big T trauma and little T trauma and big T trauma is like, you know, abuse, neglect, violence, um, long-term racial discrimination, things like that. Little T trauma are things like fender benders, stressful dentist appointments, getting yelled at when you're a kid. So when something happens to you, can you hear my dog in the background? Sorry about no, that. No, you're fine. You're rolling fine. around on real the floor. life here. Okay. He's having a good time. We're going to let him have a good time. That's and okay. Barks, We're I'll keeping it real out. here. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with, if something happens to you too fast for you to process or move through, or if you don't release that energy in the moment, then you can have trauma. So trauma is not the actual event. It's this trapped energy in your body. Um, Dr. Peter Levine is kind of, he's a well-known researcher and uh, he created the somatic experiencing um, training. And he noticed in like the eighties when he was doing research around, you know, people who were in the army who had PTSD, he noticed when like animals don't have a lot of the same experiences that people have with trauma. And that's because after a traumatic event, what do they do? Like a, a prey, you know, like a bunny rabbit, for example, that survives a predator, it shakes. So it's like releasing that energy from like fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, these nervous system responses. But humans, we tend to want to stuff it down or we just can't process what happens in the moment. So like another example of how this, it was really interesting. I got um, bit on the face by a dog recently and it was very traumatic. And, but it was the first time I'd had something physically traumatic happen to me since having this training. And I was just very self-aware of like, when I was in the emergency room, like I let myself cry. I let myself shake. I asked people to hold my hand. And because I was able to move through that so mindfully, which we're not always able to do that, right? Like we can literally just our, those survival responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fun. They're called survival responses for a reason because they help us to survive. So, um, but because I was able to release the energy in the moment, and of course a dog bite to the face, like mine was not life-threatening. So as far as on the scale of big T trauma, it's still not really close to a 10, but it was really interesting to move through that. So in the case of caregiving, like people can have big T trauma from long-term stress or little T trauma. Um, and like the way that that manifests is like in the nervous system responses, the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. So if something happens and you get really angry, that could be you going into the fight response. Um, if you want to avoid, that could be you going into the flight response. Like when my mom first started full-time caregiving for my grandma, she moved her from New Jersey to Texas big move. Mm -hmm. And I could kind of see her in the fight response. 
And my grandmother had dementia and she would argue with her all the time about what was real and what wasn't like my mom was arguing. And it took her a while to like realize that she was in a stress response in a way that wasn't helpful. And this can manifest in a lot of other ways. So I'm going to pause there and then we can, you can let me know where you want to go from here. No, but I love that. And yes. and, And like, I'm thinking too, like in my own caregiving experiences, like there was the trauma of the worldwide pandemic, right? before my husband's health really started to decline. So that was a big shock to the nervous system as a world because we're human beings and we need to be able to be with our people, but we weren't able to. And then you add on the stress of something life-changing. I had a one-year-old at the time. My husband had no prior medical history of epilepsy in his family tree, which is usually a telltale sign. Either it's caught um, because you're aware in your family tree that there's a medical history or um, it's caught in childhood. Very rarely is it caught in... um, in adults, but there is this group, but one in 26 people will be diagnosed with epilepsy or a disorder within their lifetime. So that was a huge shock. And for me, being a medically sound person, it was so stressful because it was something I'd never dealt with. Even in my 15 year career, I'd never had an epileptic patient in my career. And so it felt like I was back in med school again, trying to, you know, Mm. medical training again, trying to learn as much information as I could about how to triage and tend to my husband to manage his illness. But it was even, but then you had the more frustrating part of finding out, oh, one, it's not curable. Two, there's no standard um, streamlined treatment, it's really just hit and miss in terms of, you know, you, your loved one basically, unfortunately, becomes a guinea pig, because you have to figure out what works for their specific brain, because the brain's involved. And even if you have a loved one um, that also has the same diagnosis, I guarantee you they'll be on a different situation of meds, they'll have a different need for in terms of other procedures, like say, maybe a device placement or surgery. So that was a lot to take in too. And I was a new mom too. And we just got, Oh my gosh. And we I just got become, becoming a mom is traumatic. Yeah. And I just, and we just gone through six years of infertility to have our daughter too. So <sighs> it was like hit after hit after hit after hit. And so I think that's interesting. It's like just being able to just, I think that's what's going to help people guys is just realizing there's nothing more frustrating than realizing something's going on, but not being able to name it. So for me right now, my brain's going, oh, wow, there's actually a name for it, big T trauma or little T trauma. So, you know, the big was obviously the pandemic, but then, you know, another, maybe not as, but then the scale it back, you know, the the diagnosis of my husband, you know, and then of course motherhood. So maybe those aren't exactly on the same scale, but they're still um, forms of trauma. And it just makes sense, like over the last four years that my body not being able to get rid of that energy is probably why there's been more stress and issues with my health. So it makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, so that, and I love that. And I love that example that you gave, like, you know, obviously, of course, animals go through trauma, but it's obviously a whole different um, level of how they are able to, of how animals are able to deal with it versus people, because people, we tend to bottle up and put on the brave face and say, oh, yeah, we're fine. I'm fine. How many times have we said, I'm fine as a caregiver or an entrepreneur when we clearly are not fine, but we don't want to lay our, you know, lay out the cards on the table and be uh, vulnerable and honest. But in reality, that actually is what we need to be doing. You know, we need to be figuring out ways to release that energy otherwise it's just going to just continue to just be like you say a wall in our progression of being able to be the present caregiver to be the present parent to be the present spouse to more and and if we're an entrepreneur like you and I are to be a present entrepreneur with our clients because they need the that essence from us so if people are not have 
are maybe after listening to this, maybe they're realizing, understanding like, okay, maybe I do have some undealt with trauma and energy that I need to get rid of. But they're like, okay, I haven't done a certification like Allison has. So where do I start? So can, let's, let's break it down and give them some simple, easy steps to help them break this down. Yeah. So the, I, I love this quote from Samantha Skelly is the person who created the certification I have. And she says, if you want to feel better, you have to be a better feeler. And that's probably a really scary thing to hear, or if it's not scary to hear, it's certainly scary to go through because the reason why we don't take time to feel is because it's uncomfortable. But if you can get, if you can start taking steps towards feeling, then you can start understanding and catching nervous system responses sooner. So like whatever you can do, the like one really simple thing to do is like find a way to be mindful and still that is comfortable for you. When I first, like, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about meditating and meditating is a really advanced practice that is often taught to beginners. It's hard to sit still and not think. Right. Absolutely. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to meditate until I learned about breath work. Breath work is, you know, there's like pranayama, I think it's called. There's like really, there's calm, still, slow breathing, and there's more intensive focus breathing. And the more intensive focus breathing, it's not for everyone because it can be stressful to your nervous system. But for me, it was the first time I could do something without my mind, like running crazy. So find something you can do that stills your mind, stills your thoughts. That could be meditation. That could be breath work. That could be just being very intentionally present with nature. So like walking without music and just feeling the grass and noticing the air, but doing something that feels safe where you can pay attention to feeling physically feeling everything. Um, and then when you catch yourself in a trigger, this is like another step-by-step process. That's easy to start just practicing in, in my certification, we learned a process that's called a, a feeler where you just literally set a timer and vocalize everything you feel for three minutes. And you just like stream of consciousness, verbalize, like I'm doing a feeler. Like I have a little bit of a headache. My jaw feels tight. My feet are up in the air. I'm going to put them on the floor. Like the ground feels cold on my feet. Like just verbalizing everything you feel for three minutes. You can just practice feeling. Okay. And then once you kind of start getting, because it's hard. Like I, I'm like, I don't feel anything at first when I start this work. (laughs) um, And then once you get better at feeling, then you can move through this process that I'm going to teach right now. So, um, there's not a name for this, but if I'm going to teach someone to somatically coach themselves in a trigger, um, so let's say a trigger is okay. So with my mom and my grandma, that's an example I'm familiar with. Let's say my grandma, she has dementia and she's just having a day where she's just pissed off at my mom. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) she's really angry for a lot of reasons. You don't really understand why, but she's yelling and really hard to deal with. And that is very triggering for a caretaker because you're like, these very practical things I have to do. And you're being a giant pain. And this is really hard because you're my mom and you're supposed to be the one supporting me. You know, like that could be really triggering. So my mom in this situation, she could close her eyes, go in a separate room, close your eyes. And then like, when someone's mad at me or I feel like this tension, I feel like a spiky feeling in my chest. So like, let yourself be with the emotion of like, grandma is just being pissed off at everyone today for no reason. And it's so frustrating. Let yourself be with that feeling. 
and then try to describe that feeling physically in your body. That helps you get in touch with it even more. This helps you get in touch with your nervous system and then ask that feeling what it needs. This is a weird question if you've never heard this before, but just trust me. And then whatever answer comes to mind, you have to be really non-judgmental against because it could say like, I need reassurance or it could say, I need someone to tell me it's okay. I need a warm blanket. Like whatever the answer is, just trusting that like whatever the first thing is that comes to mind, like what do I need? What does this need? And then, so let's say, um, I needed a reassurance. Let's say that's the word that came up. So then I want to think about, okay, when was the time that I felt reassured? What does that feel like? Feel that in my body. And then think, okay, what else makes me feel this feeling in my body? So for me in this situation, it could be like sitting down by a tree and just feeling the tree on my back and feeling my feet in the grass. And so when you walk through this process of like, what is the trigger? How does it feel? What does it need? How does that feel? What else makes me feel that way? What you're doing is you're finding a resource. And then when you feel the trigger and then you can hold space for the resource of like, the feeling of the tree on my back, my feet in the grass. This is called emotional balancing. And so it helps your nervous system to regulate um, because neither, because you're, you're moving away from extremes. Um, so hopefully that was a lot to explain, but that's a really, really powerful self-coaching process in a trigger. No, I like that. Cause think about that as, as a caregiver, we're really on the go. We don't always have a lot of time, like hours to like do self-care. I mean, it makes me so mad seeing on self, uh, you know, on social media, like self-care is all spas and baths and, you know, no self-care is more just moments, you know, intentional mm-hmm. moments. And that is it's so interesting. Um, I had a journal prompt on an email this morning. I wish I could remember the full sentence, but it's like, but um, it said just, you know, right here, right now was the, one of the three, one of the three prompts. And I think that's something that we just need that could have really help. It's like, okay, right here, right now it doesn't matter what you have going on this afternoon what you have going on next week what you have going on next month or next year in this moment when you're feeling triggered when you're feeling overwhelmed when you're feeling stressed right here what right here right now what do you need what can you do to move yourself forward and i like that you i like the exercise you just gave because it all it does is it just takes a couple minutes or a couple seconds of just even just even if you don't want to like necessarily go really deep with like the feeling but even just stopping and breathing and just and just releasing it and just acknowledging like okay i feel this way and it's okay to feel that way it's okay to feel angry guys it's okay to feel pissed off it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to grieve as caregivers we do oh, a lot so of much grief, grief, so because, much grief. Yeah. yeah because it, the roles are reversed. I actually just finished caregiving for my father. I caregive for him for the last two years of his life and he just passed away in July. And so I'm navigating or dealing with estate stuff, dealing with my own grief, still being a present mother, still being a caregiver for my husband, man- learning to manage our home now that we've inherited all these things. Hello, sensory overload. So I like that. That that really helps me right away of just saying, okay, right here, right now, what do mm-hmm. I need? Yeah, I love right that. Here, right, how, and how do right I want to right now? I'm going to work on for today. I'm going to work on just being present and just whatever is in the moment of what I need, whether it's a sip of water from my Plexus Energy drink I just took, or whether it's a 
having, you know, being still taking time to still do what I love by recording this podcast episode and helping others through my story and my work and getting resources into your hands like the amazing Allison here. Um, whatever, you know, right here, right now. Think about that, guys. I want you to think about that again. Right here, right now. What do you need? Okay. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. Even like Allison said, like, you know, what, what can help you feel reassured for me, it would be encouraged. Maybe it was the word I would use. So I know for me, one thing that helps a lot is just getting a hug from my husband. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's so, or like Allison, I know you have a dog. Maybe it might just be, you know, going and spending five minutes and just hugging, petting your pet, your dog or your cat and being around your animals, you know, feeling safe that way. So it doesn't have to take a lot of time, guys. Okay, I know as caregivers and entrepreneurs, we have a lot going on. <laughs> so but simple, simple little pockets of time, how can you intentionally, right here, right now, focus on you? Because remember, like I've talked about before, is you're the first line of defense, if you don't take care of your mind, your soul, and your body, then you're not going to be able to be the present caregiver that you can that you need to be for your sick loved one. You're not going to be able to be the present entrepreneur or coach or mentor, or whatever your business is. You're not going to be able to be just the present you that you're meant to be and live this God, this beautiful God-given life that you were born to have. Okay. So, and you're not going to get another chance at this either. This is the one life. So right here, right now, how can you make the most of it? So yeah. Yeah. So one thing I yeah, I want to mention one ahead. thing. So like the the other great thing about learning to regulate your nervous system, and I have a million blog posts about this because I know it's like really easy to like say it, regulate your nervous system, but like how do you know you're dysregulated? What are the signs that it's healing? How do you know if your nervous system is becoming more flexible? Like I write about that because it's like those are the questions where like probably people are thinking. But one of the benefits of nervous system flexibility is being able to hold more. Right. Because like as a caregiver, you're holding so much and you feel like you're holding the whole world. And you don't want to hold anymore, but having a more flexible nervous system has helped me like be able to have more clients, be able to work more without getting stressed, being able to work on different types of projects, being able to deal with stressors and loss and also still thrive in my business. Like you, you're holding a lot as a caregiver. What if you were just more capable what if holding more felt easier? That's what regulating your nervous system will do too. I like that. And more balance. Because I like, because I remember earlier in the conversation, you talked about balance, mm -hmm. you know, so how can you find a healthier balance? That's, that's a lot. I, with my audience, I talk a lot about finding a healthier balance between being a caregiver, having self-care so you don't burn out and tap out and, and going after the dreams in your business. So it is about balance. So how can you regulate a healthier balance for you? And again, it's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's different. <laughs> what I need is obviously not going to be the same that my girl Allison needs, and that's okay. And I want you guys to think about that too. So it's not about us telling you exactly to a T what to do. It's about taking the little nuggets and pieces that speak to you and acting on it. So you have what you need. So Allison, um, we've talked about some tips. Um, what is one thing in our conversation or maybe even, even in your journey of being an entrepreneur, um, dealing with your own journey of, uh, of, um, regulating your nervous system that has just been really powerful and just has just stuck with you. That might be something really encouraging that could help our audience as they continue on their journey. Yeah. I think 
the most powerful thing is being able to find your own resources and then the emotional balancing. So the, with the emotional balancing, this is like one of the most powerful exercises I do with clients is like leaning into whatever the trigger is. And then like visualizing that in your left hand and then leaning into whatever the resource is, or like, if you can't find a resource or an answer to the question, what do I need? Just think of something that feels good. Something that feels good feel it in your body, move that into your right hand. And you can practice moving your attention from the feeling of the stressor to the feeling of the resource and like, like lean into the left hand. Okay. Now lean into the right hand and then try to feel them both at the same time. And consistently when I lead people through this exercise, I'm like, so what do you notice has happened to the stressor in the left hand? Like they don't feel it as much. So like, just really learning to like, again, the number number one tip, number one summary in all of this is just learn to feel. Mm-hmm. And, pr- and be okay like, with feeling, yeah. It's yeah, okay and that, that can be hard. Like that's why somatic coaches exist because like starting out, people can feel really unsafe. I mean, a lot of the first calls I have with people, they get emotional and they're like, I didn't know this was gonna happen. And I, I'm not normally like this. And I'm like, I know, but, and you won't be like this every call. Like we're not gonna cry on every call. But like you have to, like people have just, they haven't broken open in so long. It can be really helpful to have a guide. You know, I can coach myself now somatically, but I could not a year ago. Like I needed a guide to have like the releases um, that I needed. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's important. I mean, whether you're a caregiver, whether you're a business owner, you it's important that you have a guide. It's important that you have a guide because you don't have all the answers and when you're navigating a situation that does feel unsafe, whether it's building your business for the first time or dealing with learning how to be a caregiver with no prior experience, it can feel really unsettling and unsafe and therefore your nervous system is gonna go through the roof. So um, making sure that you have somebody that's even, and even if you do have a guide, guys, guides don't have every single answer, no one does, but it's not about having all the answers, it's about at least having someone that's a few steps in front ahead of, a few steps in, ahead in front of you <laughs> can't talk um to help guide you along the way because they have experience more experience and understanding and resources and tools that can guide you along and you know I will say too as a coach a caregiver and business coach myself is like I'm still learning guys you know I will never ever say that I have all the answers for you because I'm still actively growing and learning in my own journey but I am passionate about sharing what I have learned with you so it can help you get to where you are meant to be in your journey with less stress, with less overwhelm and a a good ounce of hope (laughs) that Mm. it is possible. Okay. It is possible. So Allison, um, where can we find you? Where can we find more Allison Reeves? (laughs) Yeah. My website is the easiest place. It's allisonreeves.co. So CO. And then I have a million free resources. I mean, I blog almost every single day and I have a YouTube channel with a lot of meditations and a lot of the uh, meditations on my YouTube channel are somatic meditations. So like without working with a trauma practitioner, without finding a somatic coach, you can actually start like healing your nervous system by doing a lot of free things. Um, but alisonraves.co is where you'll find the blog and all that information. And I blog about business too, but a lot of my blog posts are about the nervous system and mindset specifically. So tons of resources there. Yeah, no. And I think that's awesome because that's important. Again, like we, what this whole conversation has been on is like, you know, we need to regulate, we you need to have a healthy 
nervous system to be able to cope with the stresses that come with just everyday life, especially when you're an actively being a caregiver and you're actively being an entrepreneur and there's just trauma and having a way to actually regulate that trauma is what's going to allow you to be able to focus and be present and concentrate. So you can be the caregiver and the business owner that you are meant to be. So yeah. And yeah. enjoy life more. And absolutely. Enjoy yeah. Well, you know, it's not, we're not looking at like um, the quantity. I love what um, two of my business coaches lately have been talking a lot about, about guys, it's quality of work and content. It's not quantity. Same thing with your life as and, and your roles as a caregiver and business owner. Quality, go for quality, not quantity, okay? There's only so many hours in a day, it's true. But at the end of the day, do you wanna have a quantity filled life or do you wanna have a quality filled life? You know, How did you show up You know, in your business today? Was it with quality and intention and just being present right here, right now, what do I need? Or how can I serve? Um, or was it just like, were you thinking, oh, gosh, I have to get everything done, you know, and then it, the quality isn't as good. As a caregiver, you know, sometimes maybe it's going to be a little slower because your loved one, if you are dealing with someone with dementia, so I ha- I dealt with a lot of dementia patients in my career. And sometimes it is frustrating because, you know, they're not, they're not in the here and now they're in another world because of, because of their, the damage that's constantly happening to their brain from this terrible disease. So, Sometimes that might mean that you have days where it's going to be a long haul because you're not in the same, you know, or, you know, time and space as it were. And just the simple task of trying to get dressed, give medications, bathing, it can feel like an uphill battle. But at the same time, as a caregiver, being a caregiver is some of the most important work that you can do. Okay. Whether it's professionally, like I did in the healthcare industry for 15 years, or personally with both my husband, the last four and my dad, the last two. It's important work, but it is in, it is emotional, physical, spiritually, and mentally exhausting work. And so that's why it's important, guys, that you nurture your mind, your body, and your soul every time. Whether that's just doing, whether it's meditating, whether it's five minutes of prayer, whether it's journaling, whether it's um, really getting deep into your body with regulating the nervous system, like what Allison is training has shared with us to give us some simple steps to get started. If that speaks to you, it's about creating resources. So whether it is, if whether what Allison shares with you is hundred percent what you need right now or stuff that I've shared, I just want you to do something to take care of you. So that way you can handle the day-to-day stresses that come with caregiving and entrepreneurship. So anyway, Allison, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. It was such a treat to have you on and to see you in person. I only get to see you like in replays a lot of the time because call, your calls, unfortunately, kind of hit when things don't work for me as with caregiving and business and, and everything else. So it's nice. It's been lovely to get to chat with you in person. You too. It's been an honor to be here and I hope this is helpful for people and keep going. Yeah, no, I think it will. Because I, like I said, I know for me, with, even with dealing with my grief journey too, um, you know, just, you know, learning how to name what I'm feeling like, um, emotional ambushes when we have tr- triggers that way of memories or something that makes something that makes me think of my, my dad and I go, you know, my nervous system goes out of whack too. So being able to just say, oh, I had an emotional ambush today. Okay. I have something to name it. Same thing with trauma. I think it's important to be able to, you know, name, you know, big T trauma or little T trauma. Just get, get I think it makes it a lot less scary for people when they have, then they can identify it, they can name it, they, it's not just this mysterious, 
oh, what is this? Why am I feeling this way? There's an actual name for it. And so I think that's going to be very liberating for a lot of people as they watch this and listen to this. So I really appreciate you, your time. I really appreciate you coming on. And guys, thank you again for tuning into another episode of the Caregiving and Entrepreneurship Reimagined podcast. Stay tuned next week. I have another amazing episode with another amazing um, business owner coming up. So stay tuned for that. Also, if you are struggling right now in your self-care journey and you're needing some other tools for dealing with like maybe just scheduling and um, uh, caregiver guilt, things like that, the Me Skills bundle is still going until uh, November 17th. It's $17. And when you buy, you get not only my workshop self-care or STEM prioritizing self-care in 2023, but you get 14 other amazing resources by some amazing entrepreneurs that have submitted some amazing projects to help you with your self-care journey. So definitely check out the link below in the description for that, wherever you're watching on YouTube, my website or um, Spotify or Apple. And as always, if you need anything, DM me on Instagram. I would love to reach out to you and um, work with you. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Allison, thank you for your time. And I will see you guys in the next one.